You're listening to What She Said Podcast with Shanae Hall. Welcome to this episode of What She Said. You know what it is. I'm your host, Shanae Hall. Got my mama, Rhonda Frost, and I got Chief here again. I'm starting to feel like I need to just go and have him introduce us since he like a co-host now. Like he's part of the show. <laughs> What's up, Chief? And not too much. Good, good to see you again. I wanted to have you come back because I feel like you felt like there were some things that was left on the table that maybe you didn't get to say or get to express, but I wanted to broaden the conversation um, this time to really get your idea of a woman's role in a relationship during the courting process, to really educate um, women, because it feels like, for me, it feels like a lot of us have lost our way and men too, as far as leadership. And you talk about a lot of really important things that um, I feel like our listeners and our viewers could really use. So um, if there's something you want to start off with, feel free. If not, then I want to delve right into what is a woman's role in, in not just your personal opinion, but biblically speaking. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'll praise. I think that's a, that's a good topic. Um, you know, a woman's role, number one, if we just go to Genesis, we see that, you know, Adam is given a wife, his wife, of course, is Eve. And what it say about Eve, um, you know, she's a pillar of rest, right? So, you know, just looking at that conceptually, we know all the things that um, a man who is supposed to be a leader, right, supposed to be a provider, supposed to be things like that, is supposed to be doing, he needs a haven right um and the haven is not just a location a woman you know essentially needs to be a haven for her man you know and she needs to uh provide you know of course nurturing she needs to provide comfort you know and she needs to provide a break you know um from the world and from his responsibilities you know what i mean that's that's number one i think because you know other roles outside of that or other aspects to a woman they vary and they're not necessarily a monopoly or they're not necessarily a requirement or a standard that all women are held to as far as you know some women are, are naturally hustlers some women are naturally entrepreneurial so some women they're also going to have their own things going on but that's not every woman and that's not a requirement but what is required is for a woman to be there to nurture her man to you know to be there for her man to comfort her man okay so when you say be there for her man coming from a lot of uh, I, I guess i'll say a lot of women are coming from broken homes right they've never really seen a woman make sure her man has her, her his plate made or or cooks or you know being that safe haven baby you can come home basically and lay your head and lay your worries down because you're here in front of me so how would you even advise a woman that's never seen that to take those steps towards becoming that safe haven for their boyfriend, husband, you know, whatever position that they're in, like starting right now? Well, the, the number one thing is communication. Communication is so key and it's, and it's, and it's neglected so much in, in all relationships. This, this super even supersedes, you know, a romantic relationships, just re relationship with other human beings, you gotta communicate. So, you know, when, when you meet this new guy, you're courting him or, or even a pre-existing relationship, you need to talk to him. You need to ask him what exactly he expects out of you. Um, and sometimes, you know, guys, we, we may have the 
tendency to be kind of nonchalant about stuff and vague. But, you know, sometimes you got to dig deep and get intrusive and really get out of that man. What is it that he's looking for? And let's say you're courting a man and, you know, it doesn't work out. And then, you know, you move on and you 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 now are dating somebody else and, you know, um, trying them out to see if, if they're a good fit for you. You need to ask him and you need to ask other men in your life, you know, platonic male friends, your father or, you know, your brothers, just, just guys that you know. Ask them what they're looking for in a woman. And then take that general consensus, and that's going to kind of paint a picture for you on, you know, what you need to be doing. You know what I mean? A lot of men, and again, men are different. I know me, I'm traditional in that sense. Plate being made, you know, stuff like that. That's what I'm expecting. If you're not doing that, I'm going to be looking at you like, man, what is going on? I shouldn't even have to explain any of this to you. You know what I mean? This is kind of, it should be natural, but I do understand everybody wasn't raised like that. Everybody didn't see that. Everybody didn't experience it. If a man wasn't around and it was just a woman on the go, on the go, and she had to go to work and take care of the kids and she had to do everything, you may not have seen that regularly. So I get that. Um, but it's, it's good to communicate and ask questions to find out, you know, the individual you're dealing with, what he's expecting of you. Okay. So when now taking it to the Bible, when you, in your interpretation, when I read this, God created man, and then he created man, a helper. How do you formulate that as far as what I know you said a safe haven, but what beyond that in 2021, because you hear a lot of people say, well, 2021, you got to have the woman got to do just as much as a man do in order for the household to function. You know, I've heard that more than once, like we both got a kitchen 50 50. And if you're, if I'm your helper, then we ain't 50 50 because a helper is somebody that's helping out the situation and assistant is pitching in, but the, the, mm -hmm. the director, the CEO, the, whoever is pulling away, the boss, the leader, you pulling away and I'm just helping you. I'm just in the back. Like I right, make sure that we'll get over the hump and then we keep it moving. So explain from that perspective, biblically and your personal outlook, how is a woman supposed to be a helper in today's time? Yeah, well, helping and like you said helping is not 50 50 so that that 50 50 concept that's that's certainly not a biblical concept um at all but the way that plays out in 2021 it kind of is a case-by-case -case basis who is this man and what and how does he need help and assistance you know what i mean how can you come in and help like me i need a lot of help right well, I need wives. I need help. A lot of help. I need multiple helpers, right? So, uh, like, for help, me, but that's different than what you talking about. But anyway, <laughs> me, number one thing for me is the kids. Okay. That's the number one thing for me. Caring for and taking care of the kids around the clock, like they need. Th th that's not that's not something I can do all the time. You see what I'm saying? That's that that's really not my area of expertise. But I love my kids. I like to hang out with my kids, play with my kids, you know, things of that nature, right? But as far as that that care, you know, that's what I need help with. Number one, that's the number one thing I need help with is care of the kids, right? You know, um, so me, I don't really encourage any of my wives to, you know, seek employment because that employment is going to get in the way of the time that needs to be taken with the kids. I feel like, and my wife share the same opinion as me, is they need to be home raising the kids they don't need to be stressed out at work somewhere i'm already stressed out with work 
we got two stressed out people with work and now the kids are being neglected. And how does that help anybody? You know, I also need help. I have, you know, multiple businesses. I need help with that. Not so much help as far as running the businesses, but small things. Um, I.e., if I got to ship packages out and I got a million things going on, I can't sit. If anybody knows these Atlanta post offices, they, they are insane, right? I can't go sitting at Atlanta post office, right? I may need you to run to the post office. So that's just me personally. But each and every individual brother may go through different things. There may be brothers who do need some financial assistance. And I never think it is ideal or okay or biblical for a woman to be the primary breadwinner ever, right? But can she assist monetarily? Certainly. I don't think that's, um, you know, outside of the realm of, of reality or practicality, especially in 2021. That was good, Mom. Um, it's interesting that you that you talk about her being a safe haven. Uh, recently, I posted something on social media. There was this uh, quote going around uh, asking men, what was it about your wife that made her the one? And I'm hearing some of the similar, a lot of people are chiming in on that. And some of the top things that come up are, she was nurturing. She trusted me from the beginning. She let me lead, things like that. So. Um, I think for us, especially independent women, like I've had to be most of my life, have watching these responses, listening to you and engaging with other men, just listening at what are these core needs? It's been kind of helpful and eye-opening because all I've known is I got to provide, you know, I, I, I got to make that money. Uh, raising Shanae and them, uh, that was always my focus. How much overtime can I work to make sure we live in a good neighborhood in a nice house and we drive a decent car and so I honestly wouldn't even know how to act if I if it wasn't mandatory for me to be the provider and I think that's probably not unique to me there's so many especially black women that have that same story when we meet a man such as yourself or such as some other guy like these guys responding that just says fall back I got this and uh, you take care of these core things like the nurturing the children doing homework and running lightweight errands and stuff like that. So many of us don't even know what that looks like. And I think that's part of the problem maybe today. Yeah, I yeah, agree. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate too that it's like that. It really is, it's, it's unnatural. And, and so many, you know, so many things have happened um, and have been designed to make it like this. So we're kind of functioning, you know, in this disorder. And now we're, we, we got people coming from all walks of life and a lot of stuff, a lot of people come from, you know, broken backgrounds, like Shanae mentioned, you know, at the onset. And it's like, it just, it just makes it so much harder, you know, to function normally, especially certain, certain women they meet, you know, I, I have a, 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 a term I, I think I coined, I, I ain't heard it before, which is called toxic independence, right? You, you meet some women in the world and they're toxically independent. Like I get that you know, being independent is a skill that you've had to, you know, acquire to survive. There's nothing wrong with that if you had to do it. But you may meet a brother out there who is like, okay, you don't have to do that no more, right? Mm -hmm. But she can't shake that mindset. She can't shake being like that. And that could cause a lot of issues in the relationship. So so women got to, you know, learn to, you know, we, we, we got to learn to shed some of that, especially when, you know, you don't have to worry about that anymore. So, so what do you do? Let's say for you, um, you meet a woman who's a high, a high value woman. She's making six figures, seven figures, whatever. And she's used to running at that pace. 
how do you how do you get her to fall back? How, what what magic do you say to her for someone who's been running like that all of her life to say, hey, I got this and I, let, let me lead. How, what, what magic would you say to get her to, to change that or to trust that someone else can actually take lead on, on her life? Well, I got one magic trick. I'm not going. I'm not going to get that away though. There's one magic trick to to just slow everything, to just bring everything. Put the Santa Maria. You put it on her. <laughs> not, 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 not exactly. But uh, uh, there's there, uh, a baby will slow any girl down. You know, I, I'll say that. That's 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 a magic. That's a magic trick to slow things down. But as far as talking, mm -hmm. you know, um, the courting stage is so important. It, it's so important because before you make that commitment, right? And, and for me, that means before intimacy is involved, um, you know, it, it's, it's good to take time to get to know each other and have these conversations with each other. And, 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 you know, as a man, you got to gauge, um, you know, the plausibility of her slowing down because some girls, they might feel like, no, nah, I'm not slowing down. Right. Mm -hmm. um, or some girls may feel like they're not slowing down until they, till you've proven to them that they can slow down and everything will be fine, and they can trust that you're not just a flash in the pan nigga. You're not just talking to try to get the draws. You're really trying to go forward and you know see a long term situation with her. You know, so you got to kind of talk and you got to see where a woman's mind is, and that that that's that's something to me that's so important. Having the conversations and seeing where a woman in mind is at without me having to influence without me having to talk and show her anything where is her mind already is she already thinking ahead of this or thinking about slowing down or you know that's important to gauge um and then also you know you could you know have those conversations to help change her perspective if her, if her perspective is not slowing down and you know i think just to chime into that mommy you can tell me what you think but i feel like a lot of that uh what's the term that what's the term you have toxic independence uh, toxic independence yeah it's it's because i feel like it's because of fear like you know either we're functioning at a place of love or we're functioning at a place of fear even if you say shanae i got it you're good chill this is what i need you to do my fear is telling me you're gonna leave and when you leave what will i have because i've given up what i've got to to this point to trust this man, and it's a good chance he might not be there, or or I'm giving my power away, and now he's going to feel like I can go cheat. Well, in your case, it's not cheating, but other people, you're out cheating. You're you know you're being deceptive, and so if I relinquish this that I have built and this this kind of safety blanket to you, and you don't do right, then where am I at? Right. Then we lose. Then we lose everything. Then we lose everything that we've identified with my material things that I've identified with and the man that I love. So at least if I keep working, I can keep the house and the car and everything. I know that's not going nowhere. If he bounces, he just bounces. Now, if he bounces and I gave him everything that I had, then I have nothing. Even though you can rebuild material things, that trust factor for most women, and you think about 70% of black households are single parent households, that's a crazy number of women that have, like my mom said, never experienced having someone take care of everything. I was fortunate enough to marry my high school sweetheart who was in a position to take care of us. So I didn't know 
quote unquote, Miss Independence because I have to. I've always worked because I have a drive and I make great money because I have that drive, but it was never like, so baby, do I got to pay the cable bill this month? I was never even like a conversation, never, you know? So I just want to point that out that women oftentimes that are Miss Independent are not independent because they want to be like I always tell people I'm not misindependent because I want to be I'm misindependent because I have to be so if you're in this right. space you're going to have to step up to I don't feel like I have to do xyz so I, I feel like there's some kind of a balance but with that being said let's talk about all the young boys if 70 percent of black households are females running the house what does that say for the 70% of boys or, you know, the boys that are growing up in that 70% bubble that are seeing the mom as the provider, seeing the mom as the breadwinner, seeing the mom do everything? How does that affect a man's psyche that now from a boy has never really seen what it's like to lead a woman down a path of righteousness or, you know, where God has expected you to go? How does that work? Man, it, it it it's 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 horrible. And well, number one is there's there's no, of course, there's no one answer, right? There's some men who see that and go, I never want to have to see a woman go through it, so I'm gonna make sure that I provide for a woman. Then there's some men that go, Well, I mean, it don't matter if I leave her and the kids because shit, my mama did. I done heard niggas say this. Right. My mama didn't. She'll be able to do it. like wait, what? Right. 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 And, and, and that's that's nuts. And this is why it's so important. Like, you know, the, the, the importance of uh you know fraternity, brotherhood is is so important because you know, some people, you know, they don't have you know those positive male role models around. So it's 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 good to get around those things. It's good to be a part of groups and organizations where you can see stuff like that, right? If you haven't been exposed to it. Um, because, you know, you you may not, the same way a woman may not know how to not be independent, a man may not know how to be a man. We all know that the age old saying, a woman can't raise a man to be a man. Right. And we see the effects of that all the time, every day um, in our community. So it, it's unfortunate, but this is why organizations like ours exist. Um, manifold reasons we 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 show people how to do so many things men and women but one of those things is 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 guiding and instructing men and holding men accountable to being men so so i have a question for you so so we're dating you or some guy what are the things that we should look for from you to tell us you know what i think this guy is the truth i think he really is interested and it's okay to pull back some and to start to trust what do we need to see from you to start to let go to, to trust the situation well number one look at look at how honest he is right look at you you got to look at that then you have to look at is he letting you in how much is he letting you in is he letting you know things is he sharing things with you that he's not sharing with everybody because that's demonstrating his trust in you. That's mm -hmm. him identifying, you know, safe haven and comfort in you. So that mm -hmm. means you should be able to, if, if he's putting that trust in you, then you could put trust in him. You see what I'm saying? And just, and just see how he operates. And if, if he has children, how, well, how does he operate with the children? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, he just, you know, observe how a man is in life. 
where his mind is. A lot of these women are really striving after a lot of shallow men and they're getting, and they're reaping, you know, I mean, they're eating the fruit of that and it's not good. And now they're ranting, you know, niggas ain't this and this ain't that. And are there any real men? But you're looking for a lot of shallow men and you're looking for shallow principles. Of course, there's nothing wrong with having standards as far as, you know, you want somebody in a certain social economic position. I know there's certain men out there that condemn that. I don't condemn that. It's natural. It's been going on since the beginning of time. If you look at, you know, a thousand years ago, 2000, 3000 years ago, the women wanted the men in, you know, whatever society they were living in who had a certain status that just attracted women. Just, it's just what it is. It's mm -hmm. not everything though. So that's not everything that should be looked at. That, that might be to get in the door, but then now you're in the door. What does the rest of that house look like? You right. know what I mean? So, right. that, how important? I I'm sorry. How important is time? How how important is him spending time with you in the dating process? It, it, it should be it should be of the utmost importance. Um, like my, myself, I'm extremely busy all the time. Um, so if I take if I'm taking time to spend with you, especially if it's you know, a lot of times, if, if I'm seeing you regularly, that should tell you a lot. You know what I mean? I'm into you because I'm I'm regularly going out of my way uh, to make time for you. So time is key. If a man ain't got no time, like no time for you, then you know he's just probably not that into you, and and um that that that's not the best sign. Mm. And and so when you say regularly, um, is is one day a week regular? It, I guess it depends on his status. Is is twice a week. What what is regularly that we should look for? Because some guys only have once every two weeks or once a week because they work so much. Is that fair? Yeah. It, well, it, it just depends. It depends on you know what his schedule is. You know what I mean? What he got going on. And sometimes you know guys will BS. Oh, I had this. You know, and and so sometimes you never really know, right? But if 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 you feel a consistency, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and it depends. We live in a time with, with, with the internet and stuff like that. So some people are dating and talking to people who don't live where they live, right? Mm -hmm. So now if we don't, if we're not living in the same place, you know, is, is is he getting on a plane every month to come see you or is he trying to fly you out all the time? You know, or, you know, at, at that point, I would say about once a month, maybe if somebody was out of town or, you know, every other month, depending, then that's time because now, that's resources that's being spent. That's and then if you're in town, I gotta move my schedule around because you're only in town for X amount of time and we have to take advantage of it. So I mean, everything is kind of on the curve, but you know, you should be able to gauge this man. How much is he working? How much does he have going on? How much time he's spending with his kids? And then how much time is he making for me? Mm -hmm. That's a great answer. Actually, yeah. I think that's a that's a great answer. It <laughs> answers a lot of questions. That's great as you reflect on some stuff, right? <laughs> right, both our hands are like, hold on, I need 30 seconds before I can respond. <laughs> I think, so now let me, let's move on to, okay, with you were discussing, you know, social media earlier and just talking about how women are seeking basically the Instagram lifestyle. Everybody wants the IG life. Everybody want to be popping. And that's so far from the traditional relationship, ideal relationship. My wife stays home. She takes care of the kids. We live in a, you know, three bedroom, two bath house, ranch style. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you, and then if you strive for more and you got more fine, but the ideal was to meet a man, get married, 
have children, retire, you know, pay off your house. Now everybody wants the Rick Ross, the T.I., the, 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 the Jamie Foxx, the, the whoever the celebrity, whoever's popping at the time. Everybody wants to start off and be instantly rich. I want to start off in a Rolls Royce. I want to start off in, in, in with, the, with the Birkin bag. I want to start off with the, the, the ring I can snap at six carats. How do you think that's affecting the way people are dating today? I mean, it's, it's affecting it detrimentally because a lot of this stuff is just a facade. It's just a mask. It's not, it's not reality. So people are becoming detached from reality. Um, and with a detachment from reality, it's going to affect every aspect of your life, especially dating. I mean, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the Instagram page. It's called Hoodville. Have you seen Hoodville before? They got their memes are just viral, but it like it's got a it's got a picture. I think a Squidward with a Christian Dior shirt on, and it said like you're wearing Dior, but you're sleeping on D floor. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> st- stuff yeah. stuff like stuff like that is it, it, it's crazy because everybody wants to put on and, and look mm-hmm. and, and it, it speaks to a problem of validation. Everybody's really just seeking validation and approval right. um, to to feel a sense of self worth, which is just so problematic because it, it just expresses that, you know, a lot of these people lack self-love and they don't validate themselves. So they want everyone else to validate them. Right. Right. But it, it, it it's affecting everything. And, and it's, it's, it's just throwing everything out of course because everybody's looking so superficially and then everybody's so insecure, insecures, um, your insecurities rather, um, they play into all this people, people having insecurities plays into all of this because if, you are seeking all that validation. It's probably because you have some insecurities. So now you're talking to this girl and now you're hyper, you know, or, or a girl talking to a guy. Now you're hyper or overanalyzing every single thing you see on their social media. And now this, mm-hmm. that possibly is souring what could be a good relationship. Right. So with that being said, though, if, I mean, it, like you said, it's always been around and for black people post slavery, when people started to be able to acquire things, they wanted to be able to show, I'm not a slave. I have more than you. So that started that whole five-piece suit and you know the way they carried themselves to show, I am not nothing. And it's transcended yeah. and carried on. So it started from post-slavery to show, I'm a human being. I'm a man. You're going to treat me as yep. such. I, look, I have a, a car. I have nice clothes i dress a certain look look at this jewelry and now it's just times 1000 like it's just ignorant but we're trying to figure out how do you do do we have to come off social media do we have to just accept it to be what it is or do we like you just said just look at it like do you got low self-esteem because you got to have 18 rows of gold teeth and and everything on you is bootleg name brand because you really ain't got it like that (laughs) You got to chuck your shirt in so we can see your belt. And and, and that's something something that I I had, uh, you know, I realized when I was younger, when I was probably like in sixth grade, you know, we kind of, my family kind of, my pops kind of worked to jump us up, you know, probably, you know, into the upper middle class section of life. Right. So I remember he was, we, 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 we were living in California and it's this mall in Orange County, California called South Coast Plaza, right? Illustrious mall. 
Mm-hmm. South Coast Plaza. He take me in there to the Burberry store to where he buying. He had to buy something for my mom, right? A Burberry purse or whatever. And you know, of course, it had the pattern. But I was looking around the Burberry store. And I'm looking. I'm like, it's regular ass shirts in here. It's just regular stuff. But it's I'm looking at the tag and it's expensive. Right. And these white people, they're walking around. They got a Burberry shirt on, but you don't even know it's Burberry. He right. just bought it because it's you know high quality. Whatever. He's not. But with us. No, it's it's gonna have the pattern on it. You're gonna know <laughs> that it's Burberry because, like you said, it's it's that validation and it's us trying to show we are so we're not we're not just nothing. Right. Um, but but I I think the solution is not necessarily coming off of social media. Um, I think the solution isn't necessarily saying oh we don't have to wear nice things, but it's it's just the emphasis that we're putting on everything, the emphasis that we're putting on everything. It, it doesn't. It, we we have to come back down to earth and come back down to reality. We got to just start being real. Everybody talk about I'm a real ass nigga. I'm a real ass bitch. I'm a real this. I'm a real that. No, you really not. You really start not. being. <laughs> You're right. Stop holding yourself to a fake standard. You know what I mean. And and just you know do what you do and and don't look to everybody else to validate what you do and what you got going on. That be the problem right there. You know what you got going on, right? I know, I know, I know people who have a lot of nice stuff who wouldn't dare post it on social media. They don't even want people to know how they having it. You know what I'm saying? And and sometimes that's how you have to be. But if you have low self esteem, that goes back to the original thing. I, people that have to post, look at me, like you said, lifting my shirt. I got an Hermes. It don't even be real. It's real be uh, really be a Tommy Hilfiger belt, but you trying to fake the age to be an Hermes. <laughs> I get it. So it's like, and you see this and it's like mad corny for those, for those people that really have, it looks super corny or those people that have access and can really go by is like, you're trying to show me that you have to make you, to make me or to make the world believe that you're somebody, which lets me know you don't think that you're somebody. Cause if you thought you were somebody, you wouldn't need no clothes. You wouldn't need no logos to justify who you are, which is why, like you said earlier, yeah, some, I have purses that are Louis Vuitton, but you don't know they're Louis Vuitton unless you know what Louis Vuitton bag came out. Cause it's not the pattern, it's not the checker, it's not the monogram. But you would know only if you knew that. And so then there's other people that's like, uh-uh, this going to say X, L, V <laughs> in the biggest letters that I can humanly possibly find so that you know that I am who I say I am or I'm showing you I have money too. I have value too. So now it goes to the really taking it a step further, going a little deeper. How do we start to fix our low self-esteem issues that started from coming into a country where someone tore you down and made you believe, look it, I'm going to take your culture, I'm going to take your hair, I'm going to take your this, and I'm going to tell you everything about you is ugly and fucked up. Now, go out into the world and become something great. How do we start today? If we were starting today, say, okay, we see that we've fallen into this, the white man's trap. We have to undo the things that we were taught and been told that we're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. Your hair is not good enough. How do we start pulling back? I mean, we spend $9 billion on weaves and, and hair products. That's $9 billion. We're not spending it on land. We're not buying businesses. We're spending it on hair that goes into the Oriental community or Asian community and helps them continue to build their, uh, their community, keep their dollars circulating. 
So well, how do we do that? Well, let me chime in before the chief chimes in, just because it's relatable for me. Uh, raising you two as a teen parent um, and being on food stamps the first couple of years of your lives, as soon as I got a job with the federal government, I was that person. I had to had to go to the, the high-end store. I had to buy some ballet shoes. I had to, we were shopping at Nordstrom, um, Nordstrom Rack. I, I needed to feel okay. I needed to the world to know that I'm no longer on food stamps. So it's 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 not just the slave aspect of it, but in our own right at home in our own communities, it, it is very real, especially when you struggle and you've been poor, you do want to shine some. So I, I think part of how we start is we got to start with our children, telling our kids their own their value and that they're beautiful and that they're amazing and that what's important. And so it probably starts at home, but I'll let the chief take it from there. I just had to chime in because it's relatable for me. I needed to show the labels too. Yeah, and, and I mean, it, it, it's it's relatable. It's relatable for all of us. Like me, everybody that know me personally knows I got a lot of clothes, right? Like so now you ask you ask Brian. Brian always said, "Man, every time I see this thing, I never see like people barely ever see me wear stuff twice sometimes." Um, oh. and but I'm not big on. I'm not into like designers and stuff. My stuff is nice, but I'm not into, you know, stuff like that. But you know, that was but. You know, I, it, it was funny because somebody was saying something about it, and um, another brother was like, "Bro, I mean, you gotta remember, we ain't always have it." You know what I'm saying? And and mm -hmm. it, it kind of does come from that. So we all see it, you know. And then once you're able to get it, then you you know you 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 want to go get it. But you know, to 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 me, and and, and the greatest solution for the rebuilding of our self-esteem is is and why you know we do what we do in our organizational work. We do in teaching our people about the history of us being the people that the whole Bible's about, understanding that the whole world has essentially uh, appropriated our culture. And we see that in a modern sense, but it's actually very, this has been going on pretty much every, the majority of people in the world follow what they what you would call a, a Judeo-Christian or Abrahamic religion. And what we're telling people is that's actually our people. That's where our ancestry goes back to. So this whole world been appropriating our culture. And if we can get back to that, you know, collectively, we can actually rise back to the position that, that we need to be in. Um, and, and, and I think that's just so important of, of understanding our history. And I, and I hear certain people now go, we don't need to focus on the past. We need to focus on the future. But the future to me is, you know, the way we're moving without factoring in the past is really just us finding out how we can assimilate into, you know, the, the same you know, the same system that suppressed us. And there's no real way to do that and get true success and feel actually and actually rebuild our self-esteem as a whole. We got to really get back into, you know, before this stuff happened to us and, and, and understand truthfully our greatness. So, you know, we can, we can truly have our head, our head held high. What's interesting is this, there's a prophecy in the Bible, the book of Zechariah, the first chapter that speaks about, um, you know, how, you know, Israel, God's people were going to be um, taken and scattered in slavery. And then it says, and it says they made it to where no man lifted the head, right? So that means that they, 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 they destroyed our self-esteem to the point that we, we don't walk around dignified and, and with self-esteem. Mm -hmm. So the only way to get back to that is get back to, you know, how we were before any of that happened to us. Well, how do you get back to something you've never been? 
That's like well, you say, if I say go back to Milwaukee, you like, yeah, I know, I never been to Milwaukee. <laughs> Well, well, we we got we got to come back into that understanding that this is where you know our people came from, and we could and 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 we can and that's the spiritual aspect of connecting to that spiritually. This is that the spirit of those people um, is alive and well in us, and it's it's actually observable whether we know it or not. And we we kind of you know we we like to go to certain you know passages biblically to to point it out and say, listen. Look at this and look how they operated three twenty five hundred years ago. This is the same stuff you do right now, but everybody doesn't do it. We do it. You know what I'm saying? But these people, they did it back then too. So this is the same. We're the same people. We just have been stripped of the of the knowledge aspect. You know what I'm saying? So because we've been stripped of the knowledge aspect, we don't know. But all the evidence is there. So once we can reconnect to that, it can really help build. And I've seen it really help build self esteem. I've seen it work for men women um just you know just so drastically so I, i've seen girls i, I mean I'm talking, we're talking about girls go from prostitutes to just total transformation and, and they talk about how it helped their self-esteem and how low self-esteem was in part of contributed to, to kind of leading them into that life then i've seen girls who you know were total butch lesbians you know what i'm saying and just go Man, this happened to me. That happened to me. I had no self-esteem, and this I didn't feel feminine. And ah, uh, and then they learn this, and they they totally transform. Um, and I've seen it work for men on on, on the same token. So it's it's really about you know kind of just sitting back and and you know in John three, a lot of people know John three sixteen is the most you know popular Bible verse in the world. But you start at the top of John three, and the concept of being born again, um, and 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 transforming your mind and, and taking what You've kind of been taught and learned and, and putting that, putting it away and relearning. And that's what's so important um, for us to do so we can kind of rebuild that self-esteem. Because everything we've learned in this place in the last 500 years has not been about boosting our self-esteem at all. Right. right. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. When it comes to sex, and you know, your Bible always talks about the two become one flesh. I don't know how you, if you translate it as in literally, like in the literal sense, if you're out there and you're sleeping with people, you're taking on other people's energy, you're taking on their spirit. I don't know. That's how I translate it. And I, and I feel like we no longer protect what the Bible considers our temple and we're giving ourselves to people who are undeserving and then taking on their energy, their low self-esteem, their negativity, whatever it is, or, you know, if you pick the right one and they're building your self-esteem. But oftentimes I feel like our young girls are starting out so early being sexually active and involved in these relationships with boys who can't even lift their own head up, more or less to be able to lift their woman's head up. How is it that women should, and men, I guess, but really for women, should be picking and choosing the person that they're going to be intimate with in that space. And how do you think it, it affects their body? Like I told you how I feel like it, but how do you feel like that energy works for women and men? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, that, 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 that intertwining of energy um, and, it, and it's sacred and, and we got to really start treating it as sacred. It, it, it's been degraded so much and it's so cheapened in the society that that we live in and and sometimes you know you just want to grab a, a young lady and say like don't you like, you know don't you value yourself you know what i'm saying you're just mm -hmm. you're just handing 
you know, you you're just handing it out like you know what I'm saying, like it's a free sample at at at, at the grocery store or something, and right. that. <laughs> That that's just not it, and and you know through the like the like the moral deterioration that we've seen progressively happen in society, like to this point, it's so crazy because I, I had a situation a few years ago where, you know, it was um it was a a girl she was you know watching watching me on YouTube and um you know was listening to the teachers or whatever whatever, but she really you know I, I happened to be you know in her vicinity she and, and we was hanging out or whatever. And, you know, um, you know, she was really trying to pressure me to have sex, like, a lot. And it's like, this is our first time kind of hanging out. I mean, she, like, flipped out on me, like, like, nigga, what you mean? You don't, I'm like, like, I just, I just met you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of crazy, but I, I know that there's a responsibility on men and we've kind of created this environment to where girls think that, it, this is how it's got to go. Like it's got to be on the right. table. Like you, right. you must, you, you want it, don't you? It's like, well, me, I, I, I mean, you know, maybe when I was a little boy, you know, what I'm saying, 16, 17 years old, and didn't know nothing, and just was, you know, running around trying to be cool. Yeah, that's how I thought. Um, but my mind has been totally transformed, and I'm not trying to lay in the bed with no woman that I'm not really trying to deal with like that. So, it's, it's, um. It, it's it, and that's a part of the self-esteem thing too, that, you know. And women understanding their value, and men understanding their value, and understanding how sacred their bodies are, and understanding how sacred the actual act is, you know. And that that's not just for everybody. Everybody doesn't need to experience you like that. Um, and, and there's so many things, so many it's, it's stuff. I mean, you, you you got STDs going around. I mean, there's so many factors. And why people need to be a lot more selective on their sex life. It's it's so much. So you you really gotta try the scripture speaks about trying a friend, right? If you gotta try a friend out, how much more do you have to try a significant other out? You have to try them, you have to test them, you have to see if they're in it for the long haul, you have to examine the type of person they are and, and if you are ready. And 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 once you, you know, reprogram your mind to the act of sex is making a lifetime commitment to somebody. When you start thinking like that, because that's how I think, it'll start making you be very selective over the people you choose to have sex with. Mm, you wow. Know? That was Absolutely. powerful. Absolutely. And I think that for me, people are like, well, this is how it is. And, this, and you hear men say, well, you know, why are you saving it for? I actually have somebody say, Jesus don't want it. You ain't got to save it for Jesus. No, nigga, I'm saving it for me. You just can't have none. Like, <laughs> but understanding the power of those words. But he was dead serious. He's like, Jesus don't want it. You ain't got to save it, Sinead. You're like, what? That's what they doing? They selling that nowadays? So I I, I, I mean, what you said is 9,000% true. Understanding when you start dating with the intent of a long-term relationship and you start judging the character before you, on a scale of husband material, you'll start weeding them out faster than anything else because you'll be like, eh, that, I don't want him around my kids. I don't want him around my mama. Matter of fact, I don't even want him around me after midnight. <laughs> then you start being like, all right, that's not going to work. And I think that part right there, our evaluation scale, what we put value on is where our detriment is coming from because we put value on he got a Range Rover he got a this so what but he is bankrupt self-esteem wise he's bankrupt in character morals and values 
Yes, right. he got a lot of money, but everything else about him is falling apart. Is that who you want in your actual body? Because the Range Rover ain't coming with you. It's you and him. <laughs> And understanding that that man has to be a man to enter into your space and your body so that when it's over, he's going to lift you up and make you feel great about the decision that you made about, you know, making sure that you're okay and and vice versa. You're being his helper. But we're not even thinking because people don't get married no more like they used to. I mean, I think I went through, heard of one wedding this year and that was on IG. Ain't nobody getting married. So we don't even thinking that far we're thinking next month next week the light bill this sex might get this paid for one more month we're not even thinking fuck the light bill i'm trying to get a dude that's gonna put me in the house and make sure that i'm safe and protected and provided for so our mindset across the board has to start to change in my opinion if we're going to get to that next level where the next generation is not more corrupt than this because if we keep going this way it's all bad. It's all bad. Man, what? Or, I feel bad for the kids. You feel bad for the kids? I feel bad for the parents because we got to teach the kids that are being exposed to what they're being exposed to that that's not right. And it's like, man, let me go on and explain. Having a threesome because a guy has a lot of money, even though that's not something that you want to do, but he's trying to entice you because he feels like you don't understand your worth and you're not going to tell him no is going to make him feel good and he's going to leave you right where you stand it. That's the things I got to explain. My mama ain't ever had to explain that to me. She had to teach me those things. She was like, okay, I know that song. By Call Me Bad, I want to set you up as on the radio. So let's talk about that. That was like the worst thing going on in the 90s. Now, I got to talk to my son about homosexuality. He was like, mom, this boy tried to get at me today. Like, okay, let's have this discussion. You know, my teacher said it's okay for boys to like boys and for boys to marry boys. Okay, let's break this down. It's a whole nother conversation going on and every parent's not front and center and present. And if you're not, your kids will be caught up in that trap and it's not a game to try to get them out. I don't know. Y'all have any final words before we wrap this, this wonderful episode up? I just want to thank the chief. I, I think each time he comes on, I listen a little closer beyond the, the stuff that I don't agree with. There's so much wisdom and so much information that I think uh, is fitting and that could really help us. So I just appreciate you coming on and having this conversation. It was, it was really good. Oh, yeah. No, he, he a grown ass man for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, praise. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's always a pleasure, man. You know, always a pleasure talking to y'all, man. And, and sharing any wisdom that, you know, the most high God has instilled in me. So tell everybody your organization name again. My organization is, is the Sakari. So it's, it's spelled S-I-C-A-R-I-I. Type that in YouTube. Plenty of stuff is going to pop up. Oh, okay, nice. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, of course, we'll post the IG and check it out. Thank you guys for our subscribers. We've almost reached that thousand thousand number that magic number we've been trying to get at for the next last six months so thank you guys to everybody that clicked the button and subscribe and um we'll see you next thursday or maybe the thursday after that but whatever it's always on thursday eight o'clock uh take care be safe stay covid free